because it's our own property management company, we can cut our fees down to essentially zero to be able to help that NOI, help that cash flow. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to Pills of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexemer. With me, as always, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm having a great day. How about you, Todd? I'm doing fantastic. Um, I don't know, man. What's new? Well, uh, prepping my house. I'm going to be moving to Madison here in a couple of months. And Ooh, that's so, right. Yeah, uh, going to sell my single family house and move into a new place there. What are you going to do with yourself? Warm, sunny Madison, Wisconsin. Um, man, it's just going to be tropical. You're going to be on the beach all day, probably. Yeah, yeah. Compared to here, they, and they do have beaches. They have a couple of lakes there. So, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, warmer than Minneapolis, but not by a ton. But uh, no, it'll so, Did you guys end up buying a house there, or do you, are you renting for the time being? Uh, we're going to rent just to make it easier. I mean, it's hundreds of miles away, and it's just a yeah. pain to go and tour houses and stuff. So we're just going to rent a place for the first year and then buy after that. I mean, smart, right? You, you don't know, and this is a new venture, right? And and so smart to, smart to just go and, and rent at least right away. Yeah, it's weird though applying to rent. Uh, you know, explaining to these uh, property managers like, "Hey, I'm I'm a real estate investor. That's my income, and and here I am renting from you." Yeah, how do you? Yeah, that that's definitely a little different, right? And because you don't have the W two, although your your wife does. Yeah, um, so that probably helps. Yeah, exactly. So we're basing it. <laughs> it's easier to base it off of her W two income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be exciting. It'll be, uh, obviously interesting to be in a new place for, for a while. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually going to be in Madison in the summer. So I'll, we'll have to visit, uh, at that time. Hey, sounds good. Cool. Uh, well, what are we going to talk about today? Well, uh, you know, if you are in real estate, sometimes you think like, oh, I should start my own property management company just to make things easier and more efficient. Cause no one's going to care for my properties as well as myself. Uh, so, uh, if you want to start a property management company, how to go about doing that as well as, you know, perhaps a construction company as well. Yeah. I think the first steps are deciding whether it's the right time to do it or not and kind of understanding what your goals are and what your skills are too. So for us, we haven't started our own property management company yet, although it is on the horizon as we grow and expand, especially as we're centrally located in, in certain, certain spots, well, for us, we we haven't done it yet because that's not our that's not our desire to grow that. Um, for us, the desire is to grow the grow the assets. You know, continue to purchase more assets, grow the the investing arm of the business, and then the management arm. You know, there's a lot of third parties out there. So the third party property management companies that are out there, I would say that none of them are amazing. That we've that we've dealt with. We there's some, some certainly that are better than others. We have good relationships with the current ones that we use and we like them, but there's also things that we would like to change and you can't. So um, third party is a great option when you're first getting started. But I think as you grow and expand and eventually you're going to get to a place where you're going to go, Hey, let's bring property management in-house. 
Yeah. I mean, I can say I've self-managed my own small multifamily properties. And for me, it does not bring me joy. It's more of a big pain in the butt than anything else. So having other people do it in some way, shape or form is better for me, at least. I know you have your some own your own properties around the Twin Cities that you have kind of an in-house uh, property management. Uh, is that through, like, did you start your own company or is it more of an informal kind of thing? Yeah. So, and and I don't do that anymore. Oh. I actually farmed all of that out because I was just, it just, it was a distraction for mm. me. So I gave that uh, up about a year ago now, but yeah, it was more of an informal uh, thing. It was certainly, it was a company, but it, it wasn't really, it wasn't really a full blown management company and we had our systems and processes in place to, to make things smooth, but uh, I didn't have, you know, showing agents. I didn't have um, a whole maintenance crew. I had, uh, you know, some maintenance guys that I would use. I had some people that would do some showings here and there, and I would pick up the rest. Um, you know, my bookkeeper and, and you know, admin and stuff like that. But it just wasn't, wasn't well put together. Now, I think in, in, if I wanted to, continue. So there was a point in time, Matt, and I think this is a decision everybody needs to, to decide. Where do you want to go with the property management company? So for me, it doesn't make sense to start a property management company if you don't have enough scale. Okay, That just doesn't make sense. So you either got to start it with the idea that you're going to build your company very quickly or taking on third party property management, managing other people's properties, or you already have a very big company. But I think that the where where property management gets difficult is if you're in my position where I didn't want to take on anybody else's properties, but I had, you know, 75 units of my own that needed to be managed. And and it was and it's not enough to have a real company. Okay. It's just not big enough to have a real company. It may sound like a lot. Oh, you had 75 in there, all one to four family properties. But for me to be able to pay people full time and, and uh, really create a true company, I think I would have had to at least triple that in order for that to, that to be probably profitable venture to truly create a real company. So we we're just kind of, going about it, doing it. Um, never hired, never wanted to hire somebody, but eventually ended up hiring somebody. And what I found out through hiring somebody else is my rents went up significantly. My expenses certainly went up too, but my rents went up pretty much enough to offset those extra expenses. So I'm actually making nearly as much money now with third-party management than I was on our own because we just didn't have our eye on the ball. So, And you've also really bought back your time. Yeah, I've also bought back my time. Yeah. So it's it's not always worth it. And I, I think it's so easy just to say, well, I don't want to pay that management fee because, you know, especially single family duplex, triplex, you know, thing like something like that. Management company is going to charge you a nice percentage, pretty, pretty penny, right? They're especially if you only have a couple, they're probably going to charge you eight to ten percent plus some other fees that come along with it. Anytime you got a rent, they're going to charge you on top of that and so on and so forth. Um, so there's a lot of people like, ah, I don't want to pay that person and I can manage it better, but 
can you really? And uh, a lot of times you can make more money hiring somebody else. And like you said, you can get your time back. Yeah. I mean, I guess it all depends if you want to grow your business. Like, like for me, when I first started and was managing my own, you know, it kept me from focusing on growing my business and, and finding more units and, you know, and, you know, kept my eye off the ball, I guess, of growth because I was mired in the day-to-day -day operations. But yeah. uh, I think if you're going to have a property management company that you own, you should have somebody else running it and other people, you know, doing the maintenance and the, you know, lease outs and all that kind of thing. Um, because if it's just you, then that's a, kind of a waste of time in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's it. So let's talk about growing a property management company. Uh, and again, I think the best way to grow crop property management company is to have a lot of units to just to have scale as quickly as you possibly can. So again, it's either that you are, um, you have a lot of your own units. So what we're looking at is like right now, we're, we're starting to have a, a decent amount of units concentrated in a specific area. And once we have enough of those units concentrated in a specific area where we can hire a regional director, where we can hire our in-house um, uh, accounting, bookkeeping, um, you know, then it makes sense to go, okay, let's do this. We'll probably even potentially take on some third-party property management to help us get there a little bit quicker. I, my opinion for, for what I'm doing, this is different multifamily, by the way, large multifamily versus small multifamily versus like the really small multifamily, single family duplexes, triplexes, quads, right? The, the, right? Those small, like you don't have to have nearly as many units, 200 units, your own property management company, that makes sense. 500 units, 200 to 500,000. Like that makes sense, right? But for what I've got, where we've got, you know, a little bit of more scattered uh, site and, you know, we're looking at our portfolio specifically in, in kind of the Kentucky, Ohio region, where we want to get that to be about 3000 units before we really go, okay, let's step out because these are bigger properties. We already have essentially people that work for us, they technically work for the property management company, but our on-site staff work for us. So those are, those people are already there and in place, but the people that aren't in place is kind of your controllers, your, your accounting staff, your uh, regional manager, um, you know, your marketing director, those people, but it's hard to hire that overhead in big multifamily when you just don't have en enough units in that concentrated area are, you know, we've got units in Minnesota, we've got units in Tennessee, and then we got these units here in Kentucky, Ohio. So once we get more concentrated in those areas, then, then we'll start. Yeah. To make that work, you'd almost have to take on other people's units to manage those in addition to your own. And then, yeah. then you have, you're split in different directions at the same time. Yeah. And that's not really a big goal of ours. Not that we wouldn't ever take that on, but that's not a big goal of ours. So for us to to start a property management company, I mean, the things that we're kind of, and we're starting, by the way, to be kind of talking about this is, is this is a long ways off still, uh, but we're starting to talk about this because it is something that we think is is valuable to ourselves, our company, our, and, and, the, and our investors too. What, a thing that you want to try to do in in your business is control the controllables, right? There's certain things we can't control. I, I, you know, I can control my income and expenses. 
I can control some of my income and expenses, right? Some of them I can't. But one of the things I can control is I can control how my property is being operated, how leases are getting signed, how my staff is showing up, our marketing plan, all that kind of stuff. So that's something we can control. So we can we can help drive and control a lot of that income. We can help control a lot of our expenses. Now, certainly expenses have you know limitations, right? I can't control my property taxes to for the most part. I can't control my insurance costs for the most part. You know, so there's certain things I can't really control, but I can control my maintenance. Uh, expenses to an extent. Again, I can control um, even some of my utility expenses to an extent, right? So, but we can be in charge of some of those expenses and and to to lessen those expenses if needed. Um, the other nice thing about in-house property management is certainly the property management companies, the third party, are making money, right? They're making money on us, and if things get tight, and we have our own property management company, we can because it's our own property management company, we can cut our fees down to essentially zero to be able to help that NOI, help that cash flow um, to to be able to hopefully, you know, be in a positive position versus negative position if things go uh, south. Of course, that's never the plan, right? But if things go south, it's it's nice having your own management company where you can control some more expenses. Yeah, you're not going to find a non-profit uh, property management third-party company to do that. Probably so. not. No. Probably not. You know, the 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 nice thing about third party again allows you to focus on the growth, allows you to focus on on building the company bigger. Um, but again, they're just not going to look after your property, look after your books, look, you know, they're 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 that's they've got their own company that they're looking after. Your property is not theirs, and so it's just a different level of kind of treatment to your property. Now you find a good one and they're going to do a good job. They just, I think there's a different level of good versus great. You can do a great job if they're your own properties because they're your own properties. It seems like it'd be a similar strategy if you're going to start your own construction company to do the rehab on your value add units. You know, you want to make sure that you have enough units, enough work to keep your employees busy. Uh, if not, then you'll have to take on, you know, construction jobs for other companies. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a big thing too is, is not necessarily the laborers, although you do want to keep your laborers uh, busy, but you can find subcontractor laborers very easy in the construction industry and them you don't have to keep nearly as busy. Of course, the busier you keep them, the, the, but probably better pricing you're going to get, the better treatment you're going to get. They're, they're going to want to do business with you because you keep on paying them every single, you know, week. Uh, that's, that's important. But the biggest thing is, look, you either have to have somebody in your team already that is going to run the construction company, or you're going to have to hire somebody that's going to run the construction company and you're going to have to hire project managers. And so you're going to have to hire that kind of office team. And so you have to have enough work to do and you have to have enough coming in for them to stay busy. So like you said, you either have to do your own stuff and third party, or you just have to have your own enough of your own work to do. And again, something we're looking into is bringing construction in house. Uh, I, I, I know costs. I know what it costs to get certain things done. You know, we got 
roof pricing on some roofs. And it's like, you know, these guys want 450 bucks a square, but I know I can get the, get the roof done for about 200, maybe 250 at the most a square if I brought that in house. So, you know, that's a big difference, especially, you know, I'm talking maybe foreign language to some people, but especially when we're talking about a roof, you know, that might, a contractor might charge me $200,000 for, if I can get it done for a hundred thousand dollars, that's a huge savings. Mm -hmm. So um, both, both scenarios, you have to think, you just have to start thinking about your company, your company growth and, and what makes sense for you and where do you want to spend your time? Who can you bring in to be able to, it's all about building teams. It's all that's that's what a company is all about, is right? It's it's building teams and will you forget to do third party? It's about try trusting that team and working with that team. If you're gonna bring it in house, it's about working and building and growing that team. And didn't you used to have your own construction company uh, here in the Twin Cities? Yeah, and I, I technically still do, but only did construction on our our houses we flipped. And then I took on a couple projects here and there, really not to even make money on, quite frankly, but to make sure we were staying busy uh, enough. So I still technically have that company, but we don't do really anything um, with it other than, you know, I guess a project here and there, but, but not much. And so, but yeah, when I... I mean, Matt, I was flipping, I was flipping so many houses every year. I, I had to bring it in house. Uh, and it made so much, if I would have been hiring contractors, full-blown contractors, I mean, they're charging me what they pay their subs. Plus they got to make profits. Plus they got overhead, you know, so, so a project I could have got done for $30,000. I'm paying a contractor $60,000, but just, yeah, it made so much sense to, to have construction in house. Yeah, makes quite the difference when you're doing flips. Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's about velocity. You don't. If I got my own crews and my own guys, they're paying attention to my job. They're not paying attention to other people's jobs. If I've got another contractor that's doing it, they might have five or six jobs going on at one time. You know, and and I want to make sure they're paying attention to me. And that's the same thing with property management, Matt. I mean, the, the property manager that has you know ten thousand units that they're managing, uh, you're probably a small fish unless you've got three, four or 5,000 units. And in that case, you're probably about ready to, to, you know, go on your own, but you know, you're a small fish. They don't, not that they don't care about you, but they also have other clients that they have to deal with. They can't spend their whole day and, and night with you and figuring out everything you need. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. So kind of our process here is we're going is, you know, looking at financially what makes sense and when can we hire the people we need to hire. So, you know, we, again, we need to hire a regional manager. We need to hire a marketing director. We need to hire um, our, our accounting staff. And that's, that's at least two people um, with that. And that's the very bare minimum that we need to hire. So what do we, what do we need to do in order to bring that, in-house. And then we don't, myself and my two partners, we don't have time to kind of oversee that whole thing. And so we have to bring in somebody that can oversee it. So even one more layer on top of that, like a COO, um, you know, some somebody like that, that's going to run the property management arm. And same thing on the construction side, it's the same type of, same type of thing. We got to bring on people that can run it and not just you you 
you want to do it right. You, you don't want to bring in property management just because you don't want to use third party. Mm. Yep. That's fair. It, you know, if it's going to cost you more money to, you know, keep it just to have it, uh, that's, that's not going to work. Yeah. 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 Okay. You, you, look, here's a big value. I'll, I'll give you a couple of big values of third party. Um, we will have a property we're purchasing in a market, maybe we're a sub market. We haven't purchased before, right? This is a new sub market. This is a new city and we haven't purchased before. Now we've got to bring on a partner that has expertise in a market. They've got relationships built. They know, they know lenders, they know contractors, they know all of the vendors, you know, the, who, who's going to do the lawn and snow and who's going to do pest control and, and all that kind of stuff. So they've got all the relationships already built in that specific city or that specific sub-market. They know the rent comps in and out because they've got properties in the area. They know the expense ratios. They know exactly how much things are going to cost on a per unit basis because they've got properties already that are just like what you're purchasing. And and they potentially even have managed that building in the past. And so that's a big benefit of bringing in a third party is they're the experts. You know, they're, they're driving the train. They, they've already potentially driven that train. But if not, you know, they know the make and the model and they know exactly what it's going to take to run it. Good. All right. Well, I think uh, it sounds like we've kind of covered it. Uh, is there anything else you want to add? No, I, I, yeah, I guess look at your pros and cons of both. Decide what you want to do. Decide where you want to spend your time and what you're actually looking to do in your business. It's just like anything. You got to make some goals. You got to understand where you're trying to go and decide when the timing is right for you, whether you're going to bring it uh, property management in-house. Maybe you're going to start with property management in-house uh, or you're going to stick with the third party. Uh, you know, both, both can make a lot of sense. Just depends on where you are in your journey. Pretty good. Well, uh, one last thing I want to mention, not related to uh, uh, this, but uh, on April 26th, uh, you're going to be hosting a Lunch and Learn about raising $5 million in a day. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about uh, that. How, how do you raise capital? How do you raise capital? What do you, what do you, you know, strategies? Uh, we're also going to be talking about what capital, you know, raisers, kind of things to look out for, questions that uh, investors ask. And so this is for investors too, if you're interested in, ever investing in a passive deal, um, we'll, we'll be answering questions on, you know, what to be looking for with a passive deal, uh, what kind of questions you should ask, um, how do you, how do you look at these with eyes wide open basically? And so Matt, where, where is it? I don't, I don't even know. Uh, that's going to be at in, uh, Roseville at the Cedarhorn community building. And I'll okay. put a link in the show notes, North store unlimited live on where people can buy a ticket. Cool. Thanks, Matt. You awesome. Bet. Well, hey, uh, have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. Thanks, you too. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So 
Uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to venturedproperties.com, venturedproperties.com, and download our free ebook uh, on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also, look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go up to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.